0: Happy, happy Friday, my fresco babies! Welcome back to the Interdimensional Bedroom. I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, This is our first inaugural episode of the Interdimensional Culture Corner. This week we discuss a sci-fi short story by Ray Bradbury called The Sound of Thunder. It's about time travel. It's about prehistoric Tyrannosaurus Rex safari hunts. It's very good. Uh, you can find it for free on Spotify or YouTube. If you haven't listened to it yet, feel free to pause the episode, go listen to it. It takes about 25 minutes uh, and come back. It's just a short story. It's, it's pretty quick. Um, we also just discussed briefly the synopsis of the entire story and all the themes. So um, the cool thing about sci-fi short stories is a lot of the themes that they encounter are modern-day problems just set in space or time or with some type of fun you know, amusement park, Disney sci fi theme that which is which makes it real fun, um <clears throat> but yeah, it's a great episode. wanna be and I are hitting a groove baby we're we're figuring out what this thing is. I think that we've never been funnier than we are these last couple episodes, including this episode, so. If you're here for the first time, fifth time, sixth time, or even the seventh time, boy, do I appreciate you being here. I really have loved having a space to consistently grow with people, want to be included, but maybe some of you as well. I mean, we're just kind of chopping up life here, figuring out what we do or don't like out of this life and giving ourselves the freedom and the grace to change or or to to look at ourselves inward and what what could we do better? What could we What are we doing worse? Well, maybe maybe there's some things we should be doing worse. Isn't that weird to think about? Um, so again, I really appreciate you being here. This platform is is a dream um, and there's new tunes on the way. So if you if you're here because you liked fine. The next song is going to blow blow your pants off, and I, I can't wait to release it. Just finalizing some details about the music video right now. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage live from the Interdimensional Bedroom. Have a great weekend, babies. How's it going, man? Dude, it is going great how are you uh
1: dude i'm doing well we got a nice rainy day here very calm. love the rainy very day calming. dude. you know what i love more mm-hmm. than
0: i don't i don't think i love anything more than this waking up early in yeah. the morning when i don't have to be awake for anything like today
1: mm-hmm. i woke mm-hmm. up at like
0: 7 30 and it was rainy mm. and kind of cold, and I was just able to go like just listen to the rain and go back to sleep. I love that, man. When it's like cold, yeah. oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I uh, I have very fond memories. It's like Saturday mornings as a kid, and you wake up and it's rainy. Yeah and you know there's going to be mac and cheese for lunch did you guys do that did, did all kids like no we always had mac and cheese for lunch on rainy days it was like really like warm. your parents would make like, that yeah and i don't know if it was on purpose or if it was a coincidence but it was like mac and cheese on rainy days was the best because it was cold outside a lot of times we go play outside in the cold and then like the mac and cheese was warm oh my so god yeah
0: my my mom would do a stew or something like a beef yeah. stew I mean, that's Similar.
1: It's more real,
0: more real than mac and cheese. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we had mac and cheese yeah. too. I, I had, a, I've had a few mm. craft dinners, you know.
1: Yeah. That's oh an yeah. Easy
0: to please thing for Did, kids.
1: Um, were you, uh, uh, were you or your your siblings any, um, were you fort builders?
0: Like indoor forts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh that, yeah.
1: That was another rate. I don't know if it was like a protective instinct or something but we always built forts out of the furniture on rainy days yeah
0: we my sister and i had a summer where like it was the first summer she was old enough to babysit
1: Mm. um
0: and so we were kind of like lawless that summer because my parents would work and she was like i don't know 12 13 like just old enough um to start to start babysitting you know like during the like during the days, not overnight or anything, but you know, when mom and dad left for work, she could take care of it. We would just kind of take care of ourselves. Dude, yep. we would make, you guys we rogue. would make these epic. Well, we each would have separate ones and we each prefer had like cushions and blankets we preferred. And we would make like nice. reading nooks in our living room. And we would use every blanket pillow and cushion in the house. Like we would collect the basement cushions, bring them upstairs to the living room. And like, it was our daily routine to make these like reading nooks and uh nice. my parents would come home and be like again with the with the nooks <laughs> get the pillows and get, get everything back to where they're supposed to go
1: yeah dude that's the worst dude when you have to put everything back
0: yeah yeah but you know it's all right you, you to have a fort you gotta put them back that's part that's right that's part of it right. we were talking about this last week to love someone is to lose someone at the same time <laughs> To have a fort yeah. is to have to put the couches cushions back. And that's yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So should we get to the um, main
0: topic of our...
1: Yeah, dude, I'd love of to. Our,
0: ...of our day? I mean, you want to take the lead on this? It's kind of your idea.
1: Can we yeah, give us I a gap quick? Because I have
0: a new intro for it.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, what, are,
0: what are we calling This it, is again? the f- inaugural Interdimensional Culture Club. Or should we call it Interdimensional Culture, Culture Corner? Ooh,
1: I think we're on a corner thing, right? Like, we, everything's a corner.
0: Philosophy corner, rogue philosophy.
1: Dude, we're, we're not a club. This is a corner. Yeah, this is, because like it's a corner
0: walking. of the interdimensional space. I, I,
1: that's what I yep. would say. Yeah, because
0: how do you make a corner of something that is completely fluid? I don't know, but that's interesting to me. All right, here we go. Right. Roll intro, <laughs> the first inaugural interdimensional culture corner. Ho 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 Excuse me, barely saw you there. I was just discussing maritime trade routes through the Indian Ocean. And different things that make it stock in the way. Because I'm a cultured individual. An individual of culture. I'm also drinking a straight liquor beverage called a martini. Which for some reason culture has deemed very high class. But it's just straight booze. What do we discuss this week? Oh boy, Sound of Thunder. By my friend. I forget his name, but I bet it's mentioned in the first part of this bit. I'm Fresco Savage, and this is Fancy Time, baby. Enjoy the Interdimensional Culture
1: Um, um, So today, Fresco and I are going to be talking about a uh, pretty famous science fiction short story called A A Sound of Thunder by
0: Ray Brad. Yeah, and we don't have to be so official um, with it, man. It's not like you're a teacher or anything. We're just talking about the book. I
1: Right. I don't I don't know what the vibe is.
0: We're going to find it. We read a short story. We read story. a short story.
1: Listen to it, really? I listened to it. That that's it. actually
0: <laughs> I think I would have preferred to Fuck read that. it, but the but listening was very easy.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. I I do think that reading this dude have you because you, you've read a book and, i've like, read books you got excited in. when i like you know in those moments you can have a like, really personal moments of reading books and i do think that that's pulled away when you listen to stuff but anyway i
0: listened to it yeah i listened to it too it was great well first of um, all time travel is one of my favorite things do you want to give a brief synopsis right spoiler warnings yeah uh if you've made it this far and didn't read it you're probably not going to read it or listen to it so we're going to give you all the spoilers
1: good point yeah um there is a man named or in the year is 2055 um there's a rich guy named Eccles. he pays um he pays two gentlemen named billings and kramer to take him back in time and hunt dinosaurs because he wants like the most authentic hunting experience yeah um And then should I go with full,
0: like the full thing to the end and everything? I think go all the way to the end. I don't think you have to provide so much detail, like names and stuff. Okay. Okay. I think yeah, because we'll talk about details. I think like we'll get into that.
1: Okay, so rich dude pays a lot of money to go hunting in the past. They go so far back in time they hunt dinosaurs. And the main, the one rule is that, or they have to be very precise. Don't step up. There's a pathway that the, the,
0: that the, uh, the company has laid out before, uh, they even go so far in a detail as they send, they send a a member of their crew before the hunting party goes to track down a, a dinosaur that will already be dying. Uh, and so that they, they track it down and, and find the, uh, the dinosaur when it would initially die in the past, anyways, as to not disrupt the timeline in any way. That's a big. I would yeah. say three fourths of the of the story is don't touch a thing that we te- that we tell you. Like don't tell it. Like do not touch a thing unless we tell you to. Only shoot the gun right. at the thing we tell you to. Um, and yeah,
1: right. Um, yeah, that's it. I think that's a great synopsis. And we can go forth. And then what happens is, uh, Eccles gets scared. Of the guy that's hunting, he gets scared when he first sees a tri- Tyrannosaurus Rex, as most people would. Yeah. And he freaks out, runs off the path, crushes a butterfly. And they go back into the present day. Well, they go back to 2055. And they find that a different person has become the president. Yeah. In the beginning of the story, there is an election going on, or it's a, it's it's a, a very, there's
0: recently, it's been a tumultuous election, election, actually, that they, they go on to yes. say that it's been a very tumultuous election. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of our, pre our just re- most yeah. recent election when they talked about the candidates yeah. and how tumultuous it was and how they were talking about people who didn't, who weren't like believing what they believed. It reminded me a lot of, of the pre- just 2020 previous election.
1: Right. Yeah polarized election one one of the men is considered to be like a fascist figure and then in we know we learned in the beginning of the story that this the fascist guy did not win the election but then after Eccles goes back to the future it turns out that because he went off the path this fascist um, candidate became the president
0: yes and he killed a butterfly which is probably i would assume where we get the term the butterfly effect
1: yeah, this is actually the story that it's where the the term the butterfly effect originated, um, which is pretty cool. I don't, I would not have known that. Yeah, if not for going back to this. Um, but yeah, dude. So
0: didn't they also kill a guy we, in the past? They they killed one of the people of the party, didn't they? Because he stepped off the path. The,
1: uh... They were going to leave him in the past. Oh, okay. And then they were like, fuck you, we're going to leave you here. And then they're like, all right, you know what? Just get the bullets out of the dinosaur. And let's get back to the present.
0: They take the bullet. I missed that part.
1: Yeah, so they have to take, nothing can stay. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. have to pull the bullets out of the T-Rex. It's really a fake hunting
0: and- experience. Because in yeah. the story, they, they describe that um, this dinosaur, they paint the dinosaur you're supposed to kill red. Because, yeah,, um, so you know which one to shoot, and they tell you exactly when to shoot it, and immediately when they shoot the dinosaur, a tree falls on the dead dinosaur because in the past, without the human being humans being present, excuse me, uh, the dinosaur would have had a tree fallen on it and died anyway, like that's how they right. found the dinosaur to kill, so really, they didn't really kill or hunt anything that wasn't already dead
1: yeah, it is it's an interesting um thing but i think the rush if you got really good at hunting the rush of just seeing a dinosaur and killing it might be well that would be pretty intriguing um but it yeah it seems like almost too set up where that would take some of the fun out of it
0: you know? yeah because you want to hunt isn't part of hunting right. the tracking and the waiting
1: and yeah. like yeah, not right? things
0: not going your way and then and then rebounding from that and this is like very much rich guy, hold my hand. Like yeah, they, the, the guide finds the animal. I'm sure this is how actual safaris go, by the way. Um, like in Africa, yeah. like big game safaris where you pay, like billionaires pay lots of money to hunt zebra and stuff. I bet that's mm-hmm. like the guides take them all the way there. And it's like, you know, when you would, your dad would catch a big fish as a kid and then he'd have you reel in the last, like the last half. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what, that's the vibe yeah. I'm getting.
1: Or the last, or the, the last, like the last eighth of it. Yeah. Where you can like see the fish on the surface Yeah. Of the and water. he's like, look what you did, <laughs> yeah. Matt. you're
0: so great. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I am human.
1: Totally. Yeah, dude, I have a friend who gives tours in Wyoming. It's probably a similar, hunt, yeah, like, it's
0: probably the same yeah, thing. He they, they gets
1: paid thousands of dollars to just, Basically, you know, do eighty percent of the work for these people, and they just want—they just want to make the kill. They just and, want uh, take a picture. Yeah, with dude. It.
0: All, this is what they want. They just want to say they did something that was real, even though it wasn't. Yes. But most people won't know that unless they pay the thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah. True. All they oh, want. God, so maybe yeah, this true.
0: this story is the same thing.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's that ego. You get that rich guy, and it, it's just what I kept thinking about is like the the rich will always get bored there's no there's not going to be a day where rich people are like all right we're well, good well and we've happy. talked about this you like know?
0: you kind of you kind yeah. of grow used to whatever level you're at
1: exactly and so that's why i love about this story is that it's not even that far fetched like if time travel were available and it is available and large corporations
0: are using it to affect the past currently i i firmly believe that i've brought that up in other episodes
1: do you think oh
0: 100% Look how weird things have gotten.
1: (laughs) I believe time travel was invented in
0: 2012, and that's why since 2012, I believe the Hadron Collider was part of it. So since 2012, things have gotten kind of wacky around here. And I think that's because of that. I can't
1: argue with that.
0: Look how wacky. Mm. And now, unfortunately, businesses are getting in... Like... (sighs) Like Doritos is like releasing content, like on simulation theory and stuff, you know, like stuff that like, yeah, like Mountain Dew is doing a Bob Ross, uh, 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 like not VR, but it's like they made a fake Bob Ross with permission from the Bob Ross estate to draw a picture live on YouTube based on their new flavor of Mountain Dew. Oh my so, like, God, things man. are getting, like, that's corporations wild. are really laying into this, like, what the hell is happening mentality. So, yeah. things are just getting crazier yeah. and crazier.
1: Yeah, that's it's also, like, Keegan, actually, uh, for those of you who are just joining us a couple episodes ago, we had our friend Keegan on, and um, he was talking to me about the amount of information, um, the amount of time it takes for people to get information is just getting smaller and smaller. And so, like, the the general amount of information that we receive in a given amount of time is just always shrinking. And so like you have those commercials now where it's like everyday knowledge to think about like you know crazy shit like yeah uh, it's become it's become part
0: of the lexicon. It's yeah, just exactly. part of the general One lexicon stuff. yeah but that's why yeah. I think time yeah. travel exists. That's part of the reason I think time travel yeah. exists because once it existed, you you can't have a world without it anymore. And so things are getting yeah. weirder and wackier almost to cover up the fact that people are time traveling back and forth.
1: Dude, here's my favorite conversation as far as time travel goes. Have you ever felt yourself in a moment where you you wholly felt like you were in you were supposed to be in that
0: place at that time? All the time. I have crazy deja vu, and then there's another word for it where I dream, I actually dream future things. Yeah, you do can you go into this because you've definitely talked about this before. Yeah, so like I'll have a that. dream and then won't have, it won't even necessarily be the exact so like it's not like I have a dream and then six years later I'm there and I'm like this was my dream. It's more like I have a dream about something and then I'll link up with that dream somewhere in the future. And when I'm there, the the my surroundings make me think of a certain thing that I dreamt about. Does that make (laughs) sense? So I'm not actually like I'm not reliving my dream, like catching up with a future version of myself. I'm more catching up with my brain processing like synapses and stuff. Like it's not, it's like a certain environment will give me a feeling or a vision that I've had before in a dream.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I can't say I have shared that experience. I did have one, a friend of mine told me a story that when she was a kid, she had a dream that she sat on a, she was sitting in some bleachers at her high school and she waved to herself. And then when she was older, like she waved to her future self in her dream. And when she was older, she had an experience where she was sitting on the opposite side of the bleachers looked across the bleachers, saw a young girl with red hair. She's got red hair waving at her. And she, her her mouth dropped open and she walked out. Like she knew that, like she felt that that was that. And I just, people have those experiences sometimes. And I'm like, that's gotta be nonsense. But of course I don't want them to be nonsense. So
0: I, I have, since I've been a kid, I used to play a game where if I saw like the same van that my family had driving, I would mm-hmm. in my head I would pretend that they that was me and my family at a different place in time you know mm-hmm. in different place in mm-hmm. time and space so I've always had that that idea that you know future it all it's all kind of happening right now and you would not mm-hmm. in fact I don't think you would know even with all the technology we had if there was the same version of you operating in South Africa I don't think you would know mm-hmm. it's very possible right. there's only right. a certain 100 personalities. And through nature and nurture, uh, we become very diverse, but it may not be as diverse as we think.
1: Yeah, I'm a big believer in that, that there are really not as many personalities or possible personality combinations out there. Um, Yeah. And that's why, although I don't really, I don't really ascribe to astrology, I like astrology because Thinking that there are only like 12 different kinds of people, I think is actually to me is very unifying. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Doris. Oh, you're you're stubborn. And ultimately, I do think you can kind of break down. I mean, they say that there's five main types of um personality traits. It's like it's ocean, um, openness, conscientiousness, extrovertedness, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Yeah. And you're you're like high or low on all those things so that's an interesting one i um,
0: i also sometimes will meet somebody and i will just it seems like they have a twinkle in their eye for me and it might be a Mm -hmm. gemini thing but so uh (laughs) it seems like they have a twinkle in my eye and my automatic thought i don't know why is this is an ancestor of mine this is like a future generation of mine coming back (laughs) in the past to meet grandpa pop pop when he was a when he was an artist and young
1: and they're just acting. They're, they're acting like, like acting like they're a like current so they... day.
0: Because you have to think it, it, you have to think <laughs> of time travel as tourism because yeah, that's how yeah, that's totally. how they're gonna sell it to the public. It's like space travel tourism. Yeah. So you have to think Definitely. what's one like familial time travel, like ancestry time travel, like ancestry.com is gonna have a time travel yeah. machine and they're gonna take you back True. to meet people from your family, and you can't tell them that you are that you're their family member. You can't t- but you could meet them. Like you step into their shop that or where they work, like they—it's all on record with government shit. They, every, everyone knows where you are at all times now. It'd be very easy to see, and we don't know if members of our family are not coming back in the past and visiting us right now.
1: Right, we could never know that. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting thought, man. Yeah, I think. Of, I also, like I also job.
0: believe anything is possible. We've talked about that, so like it's more fun to think. For me, that someone uh you know a great 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 granddaughter of fresco is coming to visit me at the coffee shop i work at then someone just and just
1: fucking with you
0: <laughs> just, not fucking with me they just come in they're like and they have like a really genuine conversation
1: that yeah, just, it, yeah. seems
0: so, totally plausible to me
1: yeah, I, I like that and i think that's a dangerous thought because it's gonna be hard to break out of that
0: why would i break out of it
1: <laughs> i'm just saying that I think the rest of my week is going to be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely my future great, 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 great. Dude,
0: you just you, you just keep an eye out for it. OK, keep an eye out I'm for bad, some dude, I, for someone who already feels like, you know, them in a way.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I love that. dude. Yeah. Today and also reading this story, this is a bit off of like the actual story. I bet, but, I bet, we,
0: I bet we bring it back around pretty organically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or one thought I was having was like, if what if this was a simulation to test um, the like genuineness of people's responses? Like, I feel like maybe everything I'm doing is being monitored and sent to another dimension to so they can have data on how a person like me would genuinely react in a given situation.
0: Explain what you meant just a little bit deeper. What's being recorded? What's being recorded? Your life through your phone?
1: Yeah, I would say maybe it's my thoughts. Maybe it's just my reactions. But what you're saying is your
0: your data of your life is being collected Mm -hmm. by an interdimensional Mm -hmm. society?
1: Bigger, um, let's say, like scientists from another dimension or maybe just planet more intelligent planet and they're studying intentions and i can't know what that the study is going on because they want to truly know how people would act or maybe even think in a given situation
0: Mm.
1: now maybe that wouldn't need to be a thing because we can do double blind studies now where people like don't know that they're being studied yeah but i like to think that maybe this is all just data collection everything that we're doing well that you know? that
0: lays a big hand to simulation theory um yeah which is you know I like we're that. existing on some few on some hard drive somewhere um right it doesn't really change much if this is a simulation i rest easy knowing right. that it's still our life and we still have um we still have feelings and vindication and retribution and all that good stuff that life that makes life good. But, um, yeah, I think about that a lot. I think about, I mean, I wrote a screenplay, well, started writing a screenplay about, well, I don't know if you listened to the episode about my dreams, but about the, the Asian man who came to my apartment. Um, I started writing a screenplay about that guy and, um, his whole thing, the reason I was chosen, the main character was chosen to go on this big journey or adventure was because he had a podcast uh, and all podcasts were being regulated by the future to see who like first figured it out so that they could go back and like get the great minds of the past to work on future problems. Um, And that was like Mm. one of the, that was the reason the, the protagonist was like scooped up by the future was because he was the first, he had a podcast where he would just get stoned and talk about his theory of everything and kind of like this, actually, this is one of the reasons I started this podcast with you and um, the future came and scooped him up because he was figuring out problems of the future and understanding what was going on before anybody else did.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, I like that, too. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. And that's the best thought ever. That's why I like studying literature is because these many of these people didn't get famous until after they died. And that's all I can assume is going to happen with this podcast.
0: Yeah, i I've kind of I've kind of set myself up for a Van Gogh style ending. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to chop right, my ear off right. or anything because I like music and <laughs> 3D audio. But like, yeah. um, I could see that happening so much. The amount of content Fresco Savage produces behind the scenes that that isn't even under Fresco Savage is pretty insane, and so. Eventually, someone's going to go through my hard drive and be like, oh, my goodness, this is some good shit. He had
1: it all. He had it all.
0: (laughs) And the only thing standing in his way was himself. But that guy's dead now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But He's dead at the door now. now. Dude,
0: I think uh,
1: we got to do this. If you could time travel back, to I love any this question. Era. I was gonna
0: bring this up too, baby. We're on the same. Where time. would you go? Where would you go now if you could go anywhere? See, you- I said where? Maybe I. I said, said where? Yeah, where yeah, would you go? Oh, yeah, that's the best intro. I can't even make an intro better than that. Us just
1: Dude, yeah, we don't so, need an intro to that.
0: Um. <laughs> Where I would go, I would not kill Hitler. I think everyone says, "Kill Hitler." I think yeah, that's I bullshit. think if Hitler dies as a baby, Hitler too is right around the corner with somebody else. I think history has a way of making itself happen. Uh, it, it, it comes back to that free will determinism thing, and is, are things determined, or do we have free will? I do think that major events in history probably would have happened, maybe it's with slight variations but I think they're more culturally influenced than they are just like one person influence. So I think that Mm -hmm, if Hitler mm -hmm. was gone, someone probably would have risen to power in Berlin along around the same time with the same type of mentality I'm thinking, or maybe it's a different country, but I I do think society, society has ways of making history happen, whether one person is involved or not. Um, I don't know where I would go, man. I used to think I used to want to, like go back to the fifties and sixties and just be part of that like music revolution. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But right now is mm-hmm. a music revolution. Um, yeah, You know, it, that's a good it, point. Holy shit. We're we're it, if if anything we're, we're we're living in the most exciting time ever to be an artist because you can make a living doing your own thing and it's not about fame and fortune. Much like the like the sixties were, it's like people who were talented just did it and people loved that. But now like we're able to do so much so cheaply now that it's like i mean yeah. again i am producing a lot of content that's all like that barely costs me any money only costs me time to do that's a i live i feel like i live in the perfect time for right now a perfect time for right me for for me right now i guess if i could go back i'd like to go back and see the whole jesus scenario i'd like to go back oh, and check that out nice. so true year zero i'd like to see i would i wish there was a way to like kind of like teleport around so i wouldn't have to like take camels everywhere because i think i would spend that would soak up a lot of time but like i'd I'd like to see what's going on with the whole jesus thing in real time you know like maybe it was maybe it is exactly as the bible for you know said i don't think Mm -hmm. so but uh Mm -hmm. like that, that time, that like first burgeoning of culture and society, like when, when cities were first beginning to happen. Well, that's not true, really, because cities, have been around, complex societies have been around for a long time. But I guess like the, it's kind of like the beginning of modern era of like what we consider modern times. Um, I'd love to mm-hmm. go back and, and, and see that. I'd love to see Rome in in 1 mm-hmm. AD, dude. Imagine Rome in like 1 AD. Mm-hmm. Egypt back then I mean there'd still be mysteries about Egypt because like the Sphinx has been around for they said like 7,000 years and now they're saying like with erosion it could be like 20 plus thousand years like complex human society has existed for so long we don't even realize like when we've talked about this a bunch before what the history books tells us is what a bunch of scientists get together and decide is the story of human history. That most makes sense. They're just doing the best they can. No one really the knows they're they theorizing. Can, yeah. They're using hypothesis, right. the scientific method. No one really knows. Yeah, so we, I, that's my answer. What about you?
1: I love that answer. I, when you were going on the Jesus thing, I had this joke in my head that if I could, I would take a selfie with real Jesus And, uh, because everyone thinks, or a lot of people think Jesus was white, right? Like I grew up with white Jesus in my church Yeah. and if I could have a selfie with real Jesus, most people wouldn't be able to recognize him as Jesus. Yeah, I, I, sorry,
0: I cut you off. You go.
1: No, you're good. I'd bring it back to real present day and I would just have it on my wall and they'd be like, oh, who's that? And I'd be like, oh yeah, that's just my friend Dave, but it would be
0: Jesus and no one would know. See, that's, that's nice. I, (laughs) but I once shared something on Facebook that was, uh, a picture of Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi in Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. And he looks so much like Jesus because he's got the white robes, like the Jedi robes and the beard and the hair. And it was shared on Facebook and it had like a Christian saying underneath that was like, never forget the reason for this season, but it's Ewan McGregor. And um, yeah. my mom was like, You got it. You got it, son. And I'm like, Oh no, oh, she's right in there. My God. She's right in there.
1: Yeah, dude. That's just. Um, but i think i've I've done a lot more studying of history this year more than ever i think i would want to go back to 18 like the 1820s ish
0: nice what's happening yeah what's happening for you there
1: states are still coming we've been in the we're in the like um era of like westward expansion yeah states are still becoming like ohio's just becoming ohio
0: yeah, I believe dude. it's like 1817.
1: Okay. I'm not sure on Ohio, but, st- <laughs> but I, like, the, we, I learned about this time in history. I think it was, it's going to be around the 18, somewhere between after 1850. And have you heard of Bleeding Kansas? No. Are you familiar with this? Sounds cool. For a while, there was, there was a period where the, sla- the states were split between slave or, or um, free states. And with Nebraska and Kansas, this dude named Henry Clay was like, yo, why don't we just do um, popular vote for Nebraska and Kansas, whoever, whatever the most amount of people want in that state will vote and it will become either a slave or a free state. So a bunch of people from all over, especially Missouri rushed up to that territory. And there was so much fighting and bloodshed that they called it bleeding. And Kansas. that's where you want to go. That's where, um, I wanna I would love to I just feel like that's the most free time in history, man. They used to have duels like Andrew Jackson
0: famously would, dueled. Shot, famously
1: dueled. Famously dueled. Like that's how they settled political debates. They're like, all right, bring your pistol. <laughs> y- you're a free soil party, and I'm a Whig party. See, that wouldn't go well for we're me. to I, I don't
0: do well with confrontation. Like I, I can talk <laughs> circles around people, but I I couldn't do the whole duel politics thing
1: i think it's a very like honest time messed up bad time but it's very honest and true freedom
0: yeah we definitely don't have that now we kind of have in my opinion we have sort of an illusion of freedom um you can break out and do your own thing but it's a lot harder than they make it seem when you're growing up um right things are
1: right and and we have it also like so good though so we're so comfortable we, we like, are living oh at a
0: time when we are so like i mean even if even uh underprivileged people have like 50 inch flat screen tvs in their house yeah you know, like and you even, look at technology uh, and the comforts that our modern era has provided us like we're living in a really comfortable yeah. time of history but what does that tell you baby that comfort is not Um, happiness and satisfaction.
1: Right. Comfort isn't happiness. And yeah, it's, it's interesting how we continue to create problems. um, We will always create
0: problems. We're problematic people,
1: right? Problematic people. And that's not a bad thing, but I do. It's, it points the idea that progress is an illusion. And I think we probably talked about that. We don't have you
0: talked. I'm not sure if we have, uh, I don't think progress is an illusion. I just don't think it's so much climbing stairs as it is, um, as it is making your way through a swamp, in all directions. (laughs) You know, like you're you're just deciding which way to go. You're you're sold that it's upward and onward, but it's really more just onward in whatever direction you're deciding. Interesting. You know, because nothing is really better or worse. We kind of think we know, but do we know? The ha- some of the happiest countries in the world are social are social democracies and have socialism, which right. which people would burn houses to the ground here if we decide to be completely right, right, so. So right. um, and some of the happiest people in the world have nothing. You'll find some of the happiest people in the world in the poorest neighborhoods in the world, and so really it's right. like we don't really know what we're doing. The thing about America is if you can't sell it, we don't want it. So. You, and you can't sell genuine satisfaction and feeling good about yourself. What you can sell is comfort disguised as satisfaction, and that's where we, that's oh, like we get our capitalism lot. from.
1: Yeah, definitely. Man. So, comfort dis- disguised as satisfaction. because
0: that's how that's that's how they've been doing it for years. That's why we. That's why people go shopping to blow off steam. How stupid is that? Right. If I have this right, next right. thing, if I have this next outfit, I'll be happier. But really, you will not. It, it'll just. It's just another stepping stone to emptiness baby (laughs)
1: stepping stone to emptiness
0: back to back to the book real quick
1: next album so a big a big
0: there's a big monologue in the book about um a major part of the story is them describing why you can't affect the world right Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're
0: saying let's say you step off the path because like we mentioned um the, the guide goes ahead and, and installs a floating anti-gravitational path that the, the crew mm-hmm, takes mm-hmm. so they do not disturb any of the ground or anything that walks beneath it. So that's why you cannot leave the path. So there's a long narrative uh, monologue about how, you know, if you kill one mouse or you kill one bug, you then kill food for the next thing in the food chain. And then you also you're also killing not just the one mouse, but all of the ancestors of that mouse would have created mm-hmm. so for one mouse at the rate they breed it could be potentially millions and millions of future mice mm-hmm. not only that mm-hmm. but lions and other predators that would have fed upon that mouse slowly up the food chain and then those mice slowly up the food chain the millions that you're missing that's a huge part of the story and that's how they describe the butterfly effect in in great detail again if you haven't listened to it yet just go listen to it it's it's 30 minutes put it on a, on your drive home it's it's really good and but what that really tuned me into, which is very interesting, um, we have a superpower of now. The superpower of now is we can make a small change today or tomorrow or in the next five minutes that can bloom exponentially into something positive as well. You no, know, we're not mm-hmm. just trapped by negativity. Um, and so in in some ways, the book was very inspiring because – because I've been working on a lot of things that seem very monotonous. It's just like slow releasing of things, but even a little bit of a deposit in time will exponentially grow and change the Definitely. environment and world mm-hmm. around it. Uh, one of my good friends, he's not my good friend. I don't know why I said that. He's a, somebody I know.
1: <laughs> he told
0: guy. me once, everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to do the dishes. And that, I always think about that because I'm a kid who wants to change the world, but I barely do my dishes. And so like, you can start, if you want to start affecting the world positively around you, start within five feet of you. And then move and then grow the circle. But you don't you don't have to do anything major. It could be simple. It could be giving somebody change on the street. It could be not killing a mouse with your feet off the path in prehistoric times. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do right now as people that are small, but will grow exponentially through time into bigger, better, and uh, wonderful things.
1: Hmm. I love that man, and it does start to scratch on the theme of well, not even it goes into the theme of determinism and one thing that's sort of enlightening one thing that really helped me out in times of dealing with mental illness is is that idea of determinism of because a lot of people really dwell on things that happened in the past but it's like that literally could not have happened any differently because that's how time works you were the person you were at that time and you made that choice and yeah. now you're here and um marcus aurelius my favorite philosopher of all time said the only thing that you can be robbed of is the present moment, and it's so we have, whatever baby. you're dealing with, It's yes. all we have. Whatever you're dealing with right now, you can. I love that. Start with whatever's in within five feet of you, or whatever, and or start with and continue on with what is in your control. Yeah, and you know, do what. You do the best you possibly can with what you yeah. have. Yeah. And that's what life's and all about. It can
0: be very simple. This is the last thing I'll say. I do this all the time. It's just called the cool shirt technique. If I think someone's shirt is cool, I go, Hey, that's a cool shirt. And then their their smile just brightens up because people are all yeah. are running around so insecure and and just fucking like insecure, like fucking scalped versions of themselves just like Uh, not feeling validated they're posting on instagram their breakfast because they can't show their face they feel afraid to and so if you just go hey that's a really cool shirt i really like that it's not weird people smile and love it all the time i do it all and but it has to be genuine you have to genuinely believe you like that shirt you have to say you have to really like a shirt because all the time i bet once you start thinking about it you see people's shirts all the time that you like you'll be like hey that's a cool shirt and then they and then no, But no one ever says it Just start saying yeah. it Hey, that's a cool shirt This is my platform for my run for presidency Hey, cool shirt Vote for Fresco